We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Brady's got it. Wants to throw from deep in the pocket. Throws deep downfield. He wants to set. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, twenty-five. The throw. Rolls to the right. Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there. End zone. Caught. Touchdown. Detroit Lions. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 12 of the Pride Podcast. I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions Fan Page. What's going on, everybody? I'm Malcolm. I am with Detroit Lions Video Page. Malcolm with the new mic. Cheers. <laughs> oh, Malcolm, you sound like you sound really good, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> sound like Rihanna to my ears, kind of. Sound like Rihanna. No. Yeah, I got like a whole studio set up over here. I feel like I like I'm, like I want to sing a song right now. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, so no more hoeing te- So no, no. I said tease. No more hoeing Malcolm in the comments. <laughs> no more hoeing Malcolm. I got, I got, I got tired. Of, got tired of hearing it. So yeah, I got a new mic. I'm ready to go. All right. So, you guys are wondering, you guys just made a podcast last week. What the hell are you guys doing back? No, it was not even last week. It was on Friday. Why are we doing right. this, Tyler? Is it because we hired Gatsy? No, 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 no. We did not hire George Gatsy. Uh, all right, breaking news. The Miami Dolphins side former Detroit Lions quarterback, Jake Rudock. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jim all right. Caldwell. And Jim Caldwell. They hired Jim and, Caldwell. And Jim, and Jim Caldwell. Fire no. All right, fuck that. The real breaking news uh, yeah. is the Detroit Lions hire... <laughs> Offensive coordinator. What? Offensive coordinator. Wow. Daryl Bevel. <laughs> Offensive <laughs> coordinator Daryl Bevel. There you go. I got you. There you go. The Detroit Lions hired Daryl Bevel. Who the fuck so, is this? Uh, you know, today in this podcast, in episode 12, we're going to break down our thoughts on Daryl Bev- Bevel. Um, is he better than Jim Bob Cooter? We're going to break it down, all of it. Uh, and I know Pierre did his research. He probably did the most research out of the three of us. So we're going to have you start off the podcast. All right, so Daryl Bevel, what does he bring to the game? We saw Matt Patricia and Bob Quintock emphasizing running the ball and being balanced. Well, that's what Bevel brings you. He loves to run the ball. 
and he has a vertical passing scheme, all right? He's been in OC for 12 years. Eight of those 12 years, he had a top 15 scoring offense. I like that. And then five of the seven seasons with Seattle, he had a top 12 offense. Okay. Yeah. So, Malcolm, what do you think? I, I love this hire, man. You know, from the direction that they're trying to go to um, run the ball. So if they're trying to run the ball, I think this was a perfect hire because this guy, man, he when he had Marshawn Lynch, they were tearing up the league running the ball. I mean, just just the way that Marshawn, you know, was getting through, you know, getting through the holes. You know, he has a good he has a good run scheme. I liked it. You know, Russell Wilson was getting a lot of play action off of the run. So I love the hire, to be honest, man. I think he's a proven guy. You know, he's a Super Bowl champion. Um, you know, everybody wanted somebody different, somebody that will bring something different to Detroit, you know. So this guy is perfect for that. Um, he does not have a New England background. He's not from New England. Um, he's not from Syracuse. You know, he's something he's something brand new. So this is something that a lot of people wanted, something new, something fresh, um, as far as from what we are normally on um, what we normally see in Detroit. So I love this hire. So I want to get, I want to hop in to about, you know, Mr. Bevel. So, uh, you know, do I have to say I'm shocked? I am shocked, honestly. Uh, Malcolm did say on this Wednesday morning, he said, I'm feeling the Detroit Lions. They're going to sign their offensive coordinator today. He did. He actually <laughs> did. I was Guys, like, I don't think so. In all fairness, I was just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday morning, he said, I got a feeling today. The Lions got hire their new uh, uh, offensive coordinator, and they actually did. Uh, this news actually kind of like came out of nowhere. Honestly, I was like, I honestly was taking a nap after school, and I'm like, oh shit, the Lions just hired Daryl Bevel, and then I'm like, this is actually real. I didn't know if I was dreaming or not, but it actually happened. <laughs> I was shocked, honestly. I didn't, you know, I, I'm I'm excited about this hiring. I said in the last podcast, I was, uh, you know, I was talking about Nathaniel Hackett. I said, you know. Where this direction of this team's going, they want to be a run-first team. Not a run-first team, but I think they want to be more balanced offense than previous years. And I think that's true to get with Bevel. Because, I mean, if I look at Seattle's offense the last few years, they've been really good. Like Pierre said, they've been in the top 15, you know, most years. You know, they've, they've played well. And I think, you know, hiring Bevel is showing that they want to, you know, open up the run game. And Seattle's been a pound-run team for the last few years. So I think by making this hiring trying to get carry on Johnson more involved in your offense. And when you get carry on Johnson more involved in your offense, I remember a stat somewhere in the year when the Lions have had an 80 yard rusher in a game. I think they were like six and one or seven and one, something like that. So they're really successful when they run the ball well. And you've seen that with Stafford. Um, then rather just having him pass the ball all the time in the run game, not doing anything. So when the Lions have ran the ball well, the Lions have won games. And that's first good teams like the New England Patriots, uh, the Green Bay Packers, and et cetera. So they beat some good teams when they've run the ball well. And, you know, I think by hiring the signing, it you know, people always say, I want to see a coordinator where someone utilizes staff when he can sling the ball. Well, you can't do that unless you have a run game. And I think by hiring this, uh, hiring Daryl Bevel, it's going to develop the run game and you're going to, you know, see more opportunities where the lines get more aggressive, and, you know, and do the play action more often. You know, I'm excited for it. I think this is a perfect hiring. And I wanted a guy – Kind of like a Malcolm guy who likes to pound the run, and I think this is a, a a good signing if you want to do that. Where the direction of this team is going, I like the signing. I want to say, um, t- Malcolm, you know how you said he has no connections to the Lions? Yeah. He has a really little itty-bitty connection. Want to hear it? 
What's the connection? <laughs> Daryl Babel was the wide receiver coach at UConn from 1998 to 1999, when Bob Quinn was the graduate assistant of the school. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't know that. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just like, I don't, I mean, Bob Quinn probably knows him a little, but it's just a little bitty connection. <laughs> That's not a connection. That's all yeah. the connections we've had the last our few coaches, as though. As long so as it's got... not somebody from New England or Syracuse, I'm okay. I'm okay. And to all the um, to all the fans that are saying, "Oh shit, this guy is not aggressive. He's conservative." Well, I have a stat for you guys. Um, Russell in 2017, when Daryl Bevel was the OC, Russell Wilson had the most 20 plus yard pass attempts in the NFL. Wow, 16 and a half percent of Wilson's throws were 20 yards downfield, more than any QB with 250-plus dropbacks. So he, he's not conservative. He, he's aggressive, too. But the only thing with him, he doesn't really scheme guys open. It's more of a vertical offense. I mean, that's, my, that's one of my concerns. And another one of my concerns with him All right, is, But you're talking about vertical offense. Isn't that similar to what Todd Munkin would have offered here anyways? No, but see, Munkin is air rate, though. Munkin is like, he kind of runs like a college scheme. Like a spread, he'll spread you out. It's kind of like just line up and go. But he's been successful, so I mean, I do like the hire, but I'm kind of like way in C mode. Yeah, I you mean, kind of, oh, go ahead, Tyler. You were kind of saying that how uh, you know people don't think he's an aggressive. I mean, you could go refer. I mean, this is not a good aggressive moment, but I mean, you could refer to the Super Bowl a few years ago. I mean, he passed the ball on the two yard line for the Super Bowl. I mean. Oh, how more gutsy could he get? I mean, it's not a bad play call. I'm not going to say that. But I'm saying is that that's a gutsy call. That's an aggressive play call. Yo, so, watch the play. Watch the play. I saw that. Sean Lynch it. was wide open. And look, if New England is stacking the box and your O-line is not that good, because Seattle's O-line was not good. New England is stacking the box. You got to pass the rock, bro. Yeah. I mean, if you All don't right. get it, let's say you don't get it, right? Like, worst case scenario, if you don't get the run, time's up. But if you pass and it's an incomplete, you got another chance to throw. So I'd honestly pass in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't look, I don't, I don't put that on him that much. Because if you look, that happened in 2015. And he was still the OC in 2016, 2017. So when I'm looking at that situation, the team didn't put it on him. You know, he still had a job and he was still productive. Um, what I like mostly about his offensive scheme is something that I've been talking about from day one is that, that running game and what, what he's going to bring to Detroit is something that like we didn't haven't had it probably since Barry Sanders is respect. Um, teams don't respect our run game. Like when they play us, they have two safeties hide. You rarely see teams stack the box against us. Um, I, I know what's going to happen. He's going to make teams respect us. Teams are going to start stacking the box against us. And when they do that, the outside receivers are in one-on-one coverage. That's why Russell Wilson was able to complete those big big plays downfield because once you have your receiver one-on-one, if we have Kenny Galladay one-on-one with any corner, if we have Marvin Jones one-on-one with any corner, Stafford's going to take that all day. Oh, yeah. So, so if we get that going, we're going to have we're going to see a lot of big plays and the running game, the team are going to respect our running game, and that's what we need in Detroit. Malcolm, speaking of the running game, Seattle ranked top 10 in rushing in four of Bevel's seven seasons there. And he had the top rushing offense in 2014. So, Yeah. And also, and another thing that a lot of people are not looking at, 
people because I, I got a lot of DMs today uh, where people because they're not really sure who he was and they're asking why he get fired. Well, in 2017, the running game disappeared. They lost Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And when that happened and they were relying on Russell Wilson, this offensive line, it got bad. It got bad, really bad. So um, he, he unfortunately, he had a bad year in 2017. He did lose his job. But he coming to Detroit, honestly, this is probably going to be his best offensive line he probably ever had in his career as, as a coach, as an yep. offensive coordinator. So he's, I have a feeling he's going to do wonderful things here. Carry on Johnson is a wonderful back. Like carry on Johnson to me is special. Um, I'm just special hoping. All three of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah carry on Johnson is special. special. Exactly. Patience and power. Exactly, and vision. His vision is. Oh yeah, is, yeah. is 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 top and top in the league right now. And if he can last, if he can stay healthy this year, something special is going to happen next year. I guarantee. If he's healthy, majority of the season, something special is going to happen next year. I really think we also need another back too, just just to. Just to help out carry on so he's not taking the whole load. But if he's healthy, I, I'm telling you, man, trust me on this. There's going to be a special offensive season if carry on is healthy majority Z-Z. of the year. No, look, I'll tell you something about Zach Zenner. <laughs> I like Zach Zenner, uh, Tyler, but I think he's at best our number three back. He's number three back. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm not, um, not going to argue that. <laughs> also, theoretic, I don't think he's really a good fit for Bevel's system because he had a similar back named, I think his name is Missick, or I forgot his name, but he's a really good. I can't pronounce his name, but I think J.D. Mystic or something. He's a really good receiving back, kind of like theoretic. Yeah. And Bevel didn't utilize him that well. So I, we could see Riddick getting traded or cut this offseason, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. You see Bevel bringing in a guy, like a very speedy guy, like how he had like the Tyler Lockett, like a very speedy slot receiver? Uh, yeah, I actually do. I was thinking maybe like a J.J. Nelson. Woo! <laughs> Look, JJ Nelson, the thing with JJ, he was really good in uh I think it was Arizona. 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 Yeah. And then when he left, I don't know where is he now? Isn't he still in Arizona? He's still in Arizona, I think. Yeah, no, I'm still... sorry. When Arians left, he struggled. Oh, Bruce Arians. Oh, okay. oh. When Bruce Arians left, yes. He had, he was really good and then like he got hurt and then Arians left or whatever. I think Nelson will thrive in this system. Yeah. I think so too. This go it's they're going to have a lot of opportunities to take deep shots if they're able to successfully run the ball. Well, like I said, you get the run game going, you get the play action going. Because, like I said, when the Lions were, I think, rushed for, I remember I saw the stat, stat in the middle of the year. It's like when the Lions rushed for 80 yards or more, they were like 6 and 0 at one point, 6 and 1, something like that. So they were really successful when they ran the ball well. And, you know, that's shown in Stafford's career and his very limited time when he's had a good run game. <laughs> so Very uh, limited. So another thing I like about Bevel, though, than uh, some of the other guys that were, you know, being considered for the offensive coordinator job was O'Shea from New England or uh, Shane Waldron from L.A. Another thing I like about this signing particularly is that experience. Experience is key to me, and I know that's key to Malcolm. I, you know, I think yes. it's key to all of us. It I is love key, yeah. Yeah, I love experience. I love guys that have had success as like at their position that we're hiring them and like. You know, like, he's had success with the offensive coordinator job in Seattle. So, I, I mean, we don't know what we would have gotten with Shane Waldron coming in as his first time calling plays or, you know, with O'Shea from New England. So, that's another thing I really like about, you know, Bevel. Experience is key, man. That's why I, I was really big on guys like Nathaniel Hackett and uh, Tom Munkin because they've had, you know, success in this league before. So, that's another thing that, you know, intrigues me about Daryl Bevel. Yeah. 
And um, going to experience, man, yeah, I think the experience is, is huge to me because of the our two previous offensive coordinators, um, Joe Lombardi and um, JBC, Jim Bob Cooter. Um, they, they came in, you know, a lot of people gave them, you know, good praise that they were really smart young guys and knew the game. And they had pretty decent first years. And then their second year, they just went flat. And it just it scares me. It scares me with new guys because you don't know who you're getting um, and how are they play calling and situations. How you know you don't you don't know how the, how they're gonna handle situations if they never did it before. So it could go it could be really good or it could be really bad. So I'm glad we got somebody with experience, a former Super Bowl champion. He been there. Um, he won playoff games. You know he knows how to close out games. You know I I I, I like this hiring. I agree. You know you got an experienced quarterback. You know, experienced offensive coordinator, got an experienced wide receiver. I mean, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what this thing this team could go, man. I mean, not too many young pieces on like not too many like how to explain this. Like you got experienced players, guys have, you know, been in this league before. Even like carry on, you know, he got a little stay in this league. You know, I'm excited to see what, you know, Bevel could do with these guys, man. All right. Uh well guys, I wouldn't be surprised if you go after these three players in free agency. They're not flashy signs, but they've been in Bevel's system. They understand it. J.R. Sweezy from Seattle, he's a guard. Mike Davis, running back from Seattle. Malcolm, I know you like him. Yes. And DJ Fluker, guard from Seattle. Because if you look at connections around the league, when you hire new staffs, they like to get guys who know this scheme. You could teach others the scheme. And those three guys make sense. Yeah, Fluker makes sense at the guard position, especially depending on what they, happens with TJ. And then... Um, Sweezy's Mike, also Mike, solid. Sweezy's, yeah. And then Mike Davis, you know, could... He was a solidified number two back this year for yeah. Seattle. Uh, I, I, I'm blanking right now. Who was Seattle's backs this year? But I remember he was... Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Penny. Yeah, and, uh, Chris Mike Davis, obviously, yeah. So, yeah, so they utilize, you know, Mike Davis pretty well this year. You know, I saw him on fantasy football a little bit a few times this week on the waiver wires. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I remember, actually, I don't know if you guys remember this, Bob Quinn had interest in Mike Davis last year. Uh, it was, I remember it came down to Laguerre Blunt, Frank Gore, and Mike Davis. And we ended he up fucked picking... that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know did... if he messed it up. I just think that like Patricia wanted one of his guys there, Laguerre Blunt. He could tell the guys how it works. Like there's just a lot that goes into free agents when you hire a new staff. They want players who have been in this team who are comfortable. So they could teach the others. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean at the at the time. It's not just Laguerre, talent alone. The Laguerre Blunt signing looked great. Because he came off a, a very good season in Philly the year before. Yeah. So I can't fault Bob I'm not gonna lie. I said we should have brought Laguerre Blunt. That was one of my free agent previews. I'm like I think I said it. I've said it for the last three seasons in my free agent previews. Every year I post about LeCarrie Blunt, and the year we, I, you know, happens is just got the wrong year. But forget that. So, uh, you know, so Bob Quinn obviously, you know, likes Mike Davis. So, you know, that, that wouldn't shock me at all if he, uh, they went out and signed Mike Davis because they've had interest in him before. And it seems like Bob Quinn, when he has interest on a guy, he'll like, you know, interview him like three times. Like, and you'll see him like in two, three off seasons. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, Mike Davis yeah. will be he'll be hell of a he'll be a hell of a of a second back in Detroit. I think that's something that we we would need. I I, I would love to sign if he comes in. And um, going back to your Legarre Blunt, I, I'm with you, man. I I was actually hyped when we got Legarre Blunt too. 
And the reason why is because last year, I'm not sure if you guys knew the um, our third and short stat last year. We we're dead last in yeah. the league in, in that third and one. So when we signed the Garrett Blunt, I was like, okay, this guy's gonna come in, and there's no way the Garrett Blunt at you know 250 pounds is gonna you know get negative yards. Shit, he proved my ass well, for this year. <laughs> well, uh, well. Malcolm, also, one thing about Blunt, he has experience. Maybe he, we don't know how much he helped carry on, but I'm sure he helped carry on a lot. Like, a lot of that stuff yeah. plays into free. It's I, not just like, oh, turn on the tape. No. Leadership, veteran quality, uh, if the coaches know him and stuff like that. So Definitely. definitely. And you know what? I Even though how bad the Garrett Blunt has been this year, I have never went on a rant to say, cut this guy, get rid of him. You know, I said he played like shit. You know, I, I've said that, but you know, I ain't think he needs to get cut or get traded or any, any of that because I know that he's bringing something valuable to the team. But whether if it's on the field, it's, it's by helping you know the young guys and you know having them possibly see something that he used to see when he was younger. You know how to you know make you know make better reads when you're running the ball. So he was helping out in some way on the field. It just wasn't working out for him. So. Huh. You guys, you guys know how I mentioned the um the Russell Wilson threw the most passes in 2017. Yeah, he said that. So, so yeah, now now Stafford this year he only threw uh Stafford threw only 20 yard passes 9.9 percent of the time this year. JBC, JBC. <laughs> well, it probably is JBC, but we also had injuries. But you still have to use that arm. So I'm happy that at least they got a guy who likes to take shots downfield and isn't afraid to. And I'm actually kind of ha- see what he could do with our O-line. I think he could give him more power. I think the running scheme will get better. Passing scheme, I don't know about much because we don't know much because his o- passing, um, his O-line sucked at Seattle. Yeah, they're so I'm bad. intrigued by that, too. And he also had Tom Cable as the O-line coach, who's the worst O-line coach. <laughs> we got Jeff Davidson. You know what's funny, Malcolm? Raiders had one of the best O-lines a couple years ago. They hired Tom Cable this year. Now they have one of the worst O-lines in football. Yeah, yeah, he- yeah, the um, his record shows he's Tom not Cable, that good at running the ball. He's never had a top, top nineteen O line. I think he's always been twenty or like higher. God yeah. just damn, sad. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Tom <laughs> Cable. He just gets hired because he has friends. I guess I don't know. <laughs> respect. I, mean, I guess I guess they respect him, and that's why he keeps getting hired. But oh, he's a uh, he's an asshole too. Like he he's actually an asshole. He <laughs> he's a. Uh, you know what I mean? He's just trying like, to get an uh, autograph. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I do not. Tom Cable is a type of coach. He's not a player's coach. I'll say that. Oh, okay. I thought like you saw him in the street. He was like, "Yo, Tom, let me get an autograph." And he was like, "No." He said, "Get the fuck out of my face." <laughs> no, he, uh, he'll get if you make a mistake. He'll point you out. He'll cuss your life out. And yeah. Yeah, that's an old school way. That's how they used to do it back in the day, man. Yeah, it doesn't really work anymore because that was Robert no, with us. It didn't work with us. Larry Warford's like, I'm not playing for this douche. He left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued. Like I said, the few, like, I have a few concerns, but overall, I think it's a good hire. So, on a scale from, all right, you know what? It's finals week for me. So, A plus to, you know, F. What do you guys grade this? Pierre, go ahead. I give it a B. Okay, Malcolm. I give this a A minus. Okay, Malcolm's in the A territory. Yeah, because um, they still got the guy who they they still got what they're looking for. You know, they still got a guy. That, they said they want to run the ball better, and that's what they got. Um, with this offensive coordinator. I was just gonna say that. Uh, I probably agree. I'm 
You know, I'll go in the middle with you guys. B plus. Uh, you got a guy that you want. You're going the direction you want to go. You know, help. You know, get the run game going. I think this is a good signing for that. You know, I'm intrigued. You know, got experience. Experience was key to me. That's the main reason why I was never. I mean, they sound intriguing to some fans, but to me personally, I was never like very intrigued with a guy like Shane Waldron. I mean, I'd be excited, I guess, obviously, if we, you know, signed him. But, I mean, to be honest, you know, I like that we got an experienced offensive coordinator instead. And I'm excited. So, I'm going to go with uh, B+. It is. <laughs> B+, plus it is. All right, guys. So, that was a, you know, quick little podcast, you know, episode 12. I hope you guys all enjoyed episode 12. Uh, you know, off-season plans. It's going to be this plan. You know, bonus podcast. Whatever we can, you know, whatever happens. So, Today was one of those days. So if you guys all enjoyed episode 12 of the Pride Podcast, I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I am with Detroit Lions video page. Our whole quick, quick, quick thing. Thank you guys for all the support, too, from episode 11. You know, you guys are, you guys are doing crazy, man. All the support has been great. So I know all three of us appreciate it. But for real, guys, peace out, guys. Have a good one. Go Lions. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.